All right, good morning or afternoon or evening or 10.30 at night if you're um, on the same time zone as I am, which you might be, but it's unlikely that you'd be listening to this podcast at the exact same time that I'm actually recording it because it's probably not going to get uploaded until 30 minutes afterward anyway, but <laughs> uh, man, I'm just feeling like in the in the podcast spirit for some reason this week. And so I had another idea of something that I wanted to record today because it came to mind. And so I was like, you know what, even though it's 1030, I'm, I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it because it's on my heart. It's on my mind. And if I don't do it, then I'm going to be like, well, there's nothing, there's no stakes. There's no stakes to not doing it, but I just wanted to do it. So that's why we're here. Um, (laughs) so yeah, anywho, it reminds me of like in movies when, the characters act like the stakes are so high especially in particular Disney and like kid movies they make it seem like the stakes are so high they're like oh I can't do this because then everyone in the school is going to make fun of me and I'm like well is the entire school really going to make fun of you or just a select group of the school you know what I mean like you're 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 amping up the stakes and that's unnecessary um (laughs) but anywho um So yeah, I just wanted to like talk about, um, kind of this new idea that I had. So basically, you know, I'm doing the series on one thing about me is dot, dot, dot. And I uploaded my first episode, I think on Tuesday, uh, Thursday. Um, but then after a couple of events that happened today, I decided, you know what I want to do also in conjunction with this series, one thing about me. I also think I want to do a series on one thing about God. Because I feel like there's so many things about God, but just like focusing on one thing at a time as I'm kind of going through these experiences is like really, really like, I think going to help me draw not only closer to him, but kind of just like understand his character more and understand how his character, who he is, is so important in my life. So without further ado, we will jump right into it. Um, Before we get started, I'm going to pray. So dear Lord, thank you for bringing us all here together. Uh, I pray that you just allow uh, me to just kind of flesh out these ideas and and go through this and process this along with your Holy Spirit, that it's not just me speaking, but that it's your Holy Spirit speaking through me so that I can learn something and so that everyone listening can learn something as well. Thank you, Lord, for all of the experiences and everything that happened today that has led me up to this moment. I praise your name in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, so I'm trying to find my notes on this. Um, And it's like, I just, um, um. Girl, I'm struggling. I couldn't even tell you. I I couldn't even tell you where my notes are on this. And so it's it's I'm just gonna keep talking until I find them. Until I find them. Because I had notes. I did. But I don't know where they are. Like the thing about me is I I have so many different journals and so I just never know which journal anything is in. And that would be such a shame to get on here and not even have my journal to go through this whole thing. Oh man. Come on, Hannah Banana. What journal did you write it in? It's got to be one of these. It's got to be one of these. When did I write it? Okay, guys, if you're just tracking along with me, um, you know, you're, you're hearing this in real time. Now, common sense would have said, like get this opened up before you jump into the podcast 
but no, I was like, I'm going to switch things up. I'm not going to follow what, 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 um, common sense says, because what does common sense know? And now you're kind of just hearing me spew stuff out of my mouth as I'm looking for this because sometimes I can't pay attention to two things at one time because I get really distracted really easily so I'm just rambling I don't even know where I'm going I couldn't even tell you this is such a shame you listen listen I know you're all listening listen 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 it's here somewhere that's the problem it's like if I knew I like threw it away I would have been like Oh, I remember throwing away. Oh, well. But it's like, no. No, I know it's here. It has to be here. So I'd like to know where it is. God, please help me find this. Because I couldn't even tell you. That page is saying, baby, I'm not even here. I'm a hallucination. Look at me finding it now. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Lord. Look at, see, when you call on the name of Jesus, when you call on the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he answers. He answers. All I had to say was, Lord, please help me find this. And bam, next thing you know, I found it. Okay, anywho, on to the notes. I was looking right past it, looking right past it, but here we are. So, today's podcast is called One Thing About God Is He Is Loving Kind. Now, listen, I know what you're thinking. Loving kind, what does that mean? What is what you talk about, Hannah? What does that mean? Okay, 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 hear me out. I always hear this term loving kindness in reference to God. So I've heard it a couple times in the Bible where they say his loving kindness, his compassions are new every morning. Da, 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 da. Um, and I think that's in Lamentations. And so basically I heard this term. I've heard, I've heard it all my life. My mom quotes it a lot. The word loving kindness in reference to certain scriptures. But then I was listening to this song by Antoine Bradford. I think that's his last name. Bradford starts with a B. I'm going to link it in the podcast notes because it's amazing. First of all, it's amazing. I love his voice. I love his flair. I love like just the way he sings. It's so like old school, but like new school. I I love him. And so he has this song called Loving Kind. And it kind of sparked in me a little bit of like a desire to do a word study on this. And so the thing is, though, is that the way that he uses loving kind in the song is not necessarily the way that I was doing it in the word study. So he uses loving kind as a, as a way of saying like, God is the kind of God, the kind of person to be loving. You know what I mean? Whereas like I'm using loving kindness in the sense of like, he's loving and he's kind. So not only is he kind, not only is he loving, but he's loving kind. And so I'm kind of going to, I'm going to kind of go through that today. So before I even began this word study, I started out asking myself and looking up the definitions of love and kindness let me tell you my best friend and I have been coming to this realization currently that we really don't know the definitions of words like we know these words only by really their connotation like we know them by their association with concepts with their association association with ideas or experiences or in general just perspectives and opinions we really don't know the denotation or the definition of a lot of the words that we use. And so we've been understanding that in order to expand our vocabulary, not only expand our vocabulary outwardly, but to expand the depth of our vocabulary, because we use these words all the time, like love and kindness, and yet don't really know the definition of them, don't really know what they mean. We only know the connotations associated with them. So I looked up the definition and um, basically Oh, well, I guess I didn't look up the definition. I just said all of that and I actually didn't look up the definition. So that's what I'm going to do right now. <laughs> and then I'm going to give you the definition of what I did 
later. Okay. I'm going to give you the actual definitions and then I'm going to give you the definitions from VIA Institute, which I'll explain um, why I'll use that as well. So the definition of love, and I'm going to make sure that I read this before I say it because I don't, I don't want it to contradict with what I'm about to say. So the definition of love is an intense feeling of deep affection, like a fondness. Um, and then it's also a great interest and pleasure in something. It's a deep affection for someone or it's to like or enjoy very much. So that's the definition of love. And then the definition of kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous and considerate or a kind act is kind of like part of that part of that definition. And so um, I was using basically those are the actual definitions according to the dictionary. But there is this thing that I did a while ago when I was doing this emerging leaders certificate where basically I was kind of getting a certificate to um, like for this leadership thing that's in relation to my major. And so, yeah, as I was doing that, um, they had us do this kind of like via Institute, like quiz inventory thing. And I'll try to find it and I'll try to link it as well um, so that you all will be able to take that if you would like to. But basically I took that and it basically ranks your strengths. So certain characteristics about your strengths, it ranks it kind of in this 25, um, ranking system. So it goes from one to 25. I think it was 25. Let me pull it out. I gotta go all the way across the room to get it. (laughs) Okay. So it's ranking you. Yeah. From one to 24. So basically, it's all these characteristics like kindness, spirituality, um, creativity, stuff like that. And there's 24 of them. You answer these series of questions and then it gives you your character strengths profile. So it kind of tells you what your strengths are. And it's not to say that the ones that are at the bottom, like, for example, my last my last couple of ones are like humility, perseverance and self-regulation. Like those are. 22, 23, and 24 for me, it's not to say that those are things that, like, those are strengths that I don't have. It's just to say, or, like, that I don't have them, but it's to say that I need to improve those areas of weakness to, like, strengthen them like a muscle is improved. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that we don't have muscles on our body. We just don't use them, so they're not strengthened. They're not in shape. They're there. (laughs) They're just not being used. And so that's kind of what the strengths profile kind of did. And so... What got me interested also in this concept of loving kindness is the fact that my best friend and I both scored number one in our top two categories. We scored kindness as number one and spirituality as number two, which was kind of crazy to me because we're very different people. Like if you know both of us, we are both very different people. We have a lot of similarities, a lot of the same core values, but we are very different people. And so for us to score the top two, the exact same in that same order it was kind of wild to me. And so it kind of got me thinking like, well, what does kindness really look like? You know what I mean? Uh, Because we both scored this, but we both show kindness in such different ways. And so I kind of wanted to dive deep into that through this word study as well. So according to VIA Institute, oh, and then also another reason why I was interested in doing this word study was because I scored a number nine on love. So nine was, I mean, love was the ninth, uh, strength in the profile for me and I was like how okay and in my mind I was like well how can I be loving 
I mean, how can I be kind, super kind as my top one, but then my ninth one is love. Like I was so confused by that. I was kind of baffled by that because I was like, isn't love and kindness basically the same thing? You know what I mean? Like that's what I was thinking because the connotations between love and kindness are very interrelated. But like I said earlier, because we don't really know the denotations of things, we see them as two things that are supposed to be lumped together when really they're two distinct things that can be interchangeable depending on the person, time, or situation. And so I started thinking, oh, okay. And so even from the definitions that I just read from the Merriam-Webster dictionary, you can see the difference kind of in the way that they're described. So love is described as a feeling, whereas kindness is described as an action. And that's so interesting because I never thought of that before. I never, and even right now, I didn't even have the vocabulary to describe that to myself earlier when I was trying to distinguish what the differences between them are. But the Holy Spirit just spoke through me right now in the process. So you guys are hearing this live and I'm hearing this live. The fact that love is more so characterized as a feeling, whereas kindness is more so characterized as an action. And so the VIA Institute's definitions of love and kindness is that love by the VIA Institute definition is the value of close relations, being close with others in particular and those which sharing and caring are reciprocated. And then the definition of kindness, according to VIA Institute, is doing favors and good deeds for others, helping them, taking care of them. So you already see here that kind of little bit of a difference. They're in the same umbrella category, but overall, love and kindness are two different things. Kindness is an action. You're doing something. You're helping someone. It's verbs. You know what I mean? You're hearing these verbs of doing, hearing the verb of helping and taking care of. You know what I mean? Like those are verbs. Whereas love, the verbs are more so with your feelings. Valuing, like you can't really like, valuing is something done internally. You can't um, act on valuing. You know what I mean? Like how doing, doing is a physical action. It's like something you can actually do. Helping is like a physical action, something you can actually do. Taking care of is a physical action, right? But valuing, you can't see someone valuing. <laughs> you can see them taking care of what they value, but you can't see someone valuing something. That's an internal thing, right? And so, and then being close with people, like that's kind of like a, not just a physical thing because love, just being close with someone is not love. Physical closeness is not love, right? That's, it's part of love. It can be a part of love, but it's not the only part of love. There's also the part of intimacy emotionally, right? And kind of that spiritual intimacy, being one with one someone, someone that is being close with them. So being close with people in that sense of emotional and spiritual means, like that is something you can't see. You can't see that I'm close with Kamari emotionally. That's just something you see as a result of our actions, as a result of what we do, how we help one another and how we talk to one another. You can see that we value one another and you can see that we are close, but you can't just see closeness. You know what I mean? That's something that's internal. And so that's kind of the difference between, I think, love and kindness is kindness is an action that's kind of seen, visibly seen. You're seeing those actions, whereas love is something kind of internally. Uh, it's kind of like internal actions and decisions um, that kind of are, are showing, are, are shown through actions of kindness. 
So you're, I, I would say it like this, love and kindness are two different things, but they interact because your love is shown through your kindness toward others. And so, anywho, all of this, these kind of compilations of ideas and thoughts around these words of love and kindness and what it means to be loving kind, kind of all were sparking in my mind as I was going through this. And so it was just like, yeah, it was really interesting. And I, I started thinking about this in terms of God. Well, no, the first, I first started thinking about it in terms of myself because I was considering the Via Institute's character profile. And I was like, well, how am I top number one kindness, but number nine love. And then I started reflecting on it. And I realized like, I really do be out here tending to be kind, but not loving. And I'm going to say it like this. Basically, this character profile showed me which things I normally can pull easily out of my tool belt, like out of my tool belt. So basically all of these characteristics, all 24 of these characteristics that they have in the Via Institute thing, all of those are tools in my tool belt. Some of them are tools that I use more frequently that I feel more comfortable using. And some of them are tools that I don't really use, but they are there and they're at my disposal if I choose to make the decision to use them. And so kindness is one of my top like tools to use. Like it's what I go to immediately. It's like the hammer of my communication and strengths to tool belt. It's basically what I, and I realized like, man, I really do use kindness more so than anything. As soon as someone, I don't know, like I'm trying to think of, of a situation, but basically I just realized that like, I tend to be kind quicker than I tend to be anything else. Like I am so willing to just help someone to act, to do some type of action to help someone as opposed to just being there and valuing people. You know what I mean? Like I value them and I do want to be there, but I'm quicker to make it an action than I am to just simply value and just simply be, you know what I mean? And so like even, so I'll talk about a couple of situations within my friendships rather than just saying okay I value my friendships and knowing within my own heart and communicating that outwardly that I value my friendships I often feel like I have to go to the most extreme mile to do something great for them to help them to take care of them to make sure that they're having the best experience they can and so my instant reaction to things especially when I love people is to do something It's not to just be with them. It's not to just value them, but it's literally to do something. Like I know the first time, it's so crazy because the first time I was on campus and the first time I met Carly and my friend Courtney, um, literally after that first time, I, I sat down and I wrote them a letter. Like I just, my body just is wired to want to do something, some type of act of kindness to show people how much I appreciate them rather than just valuing them and being there and saying, like, I love you. You know what I mean? Like, I just instantly feel like I have to do an action. I have, And if I don't do an action, then I'm not, I, I feel like it's not love if I'm not doing an action. But now I'm starting to see the difference between love and kindness. And I'm starting to see that I can be loving without always doing an action. You know what I mean? Like, love doesn't always have to be supplemented with an action, but it can be. And in certain situations, it makes that love feel more enhanced whenever it is uh, comp- complemented with an action. And so, yeah, I just realized that about myself, that I'm quicker to act. I'm quicker to try to do something than simply to just be close with someone, to be there for them, to just simply just like 
sit <laughs> and talk. I'm, I'm so ready to act on their behalf and all this stuff like that instead of just valuing and being. And so, yeah. Then, after that, I... So I started thinking about God, right? I started thinking about this term loving kindness in relation to God. And I just realized that like God is not just kind. He's not just loving. He's loving kind, which means every action that he does every time, like it says um, on the Institute thing, every time he does a favor, every time he does a good deed for others, every time he's helping someone, every time he's taking care of them, it's never begrudgingly. It's never done out of place of spite or out of place of obligation, feeling like he's obligated. It's never out of a place of like, oh, well, I guess I just have to do it because this is my responsibility. It's never out of a place of like um, selfish motives of like wanting to do this so people can praise him. You know what I mean? Like it's done because he loves us. And that's such a wild concept to me because I know for me, sometimes I do have selfish motives in my kindness because I rely so much on action that I literally will do an action and expect people to repay me for that action, to appreciate me for what I've done, to compliment me on what I've done. And I real and that's not all the time, but that is a lot of the time. It's a tendency. And so I've started realizing that like, that's just kindness is doing an action, but your selfish motive takes that love piece out of it. And so it just made me realize like, wow, how great is God that he's not just loving and he just wants to be close and just tells you that he values you, but then doesn't have any actions to back that up. He doesn't help or support you in any way. He's loving kind. He's not just kind where he does actions, but it it's not always from a loving place. It could be from selfish motives. He's not just loving where he doesn't do any actions that support you and help you and take care of you. He's both of them. It's a combination of the two where his love for you, his love for me, his love for us propels him to act on our behalf, propels him to do favors and to help us and to take care of us, which is such a also such a crazy concept because when you think about it people aren't just kind a lot of times out of their own will like it's not just like oh I'm just gonna be kind today you know what I mean like a lot of times people are kind because they want to be seen as a kind person or people are kind because they want people to praise them or like that that was how I was that's how I still am sometimes is I'm kind because I want people to praise me or sometimes people are kind because they think it's going to make them feel good about themselves. That's another thing is like, I oftentimes do a lot of good things for other people. And yes, I do try to make it about them. But a lot of times my mindset becomes focused on me. And I'm like, wow, I feel really good for doing this for these people. And it's like, well, Hannah, it's not about you. You know what I mean? It's about them. So that's how we are as humans. Our kindness is not out of our own will. It's not out of our own just like pure love for people a lot of times it stems from other motives but god man he's different he's built different he literally loves us and then says because i love you so much i'm going to take action to support you i'm going to take action to do you a favor i'm going to take action to do good deeds for you because oh not because of what you've done not because of who you are only because i love you and because i am god and i love you you know what i mean like that's it 
And that's just so crazy to me. And I think loving kindness, now I'm seeing it, thank you, Holy Spirit, play is, is, is working in tandem with grace. Like loving grace is a result of God's loving kindness. Because God loves us so much, he wanted to act on our behalf. And so he gave us grace. He sent down his son. That was his loving, kind act. He was so kind to do us a favor to take care of us by sending his son down because he loved us. That is a loving, kind act of God because he's gracious. And so, yeah, that's just so crazy to me that like, man, God is just loving, kind. Like he's not one or the other. He's one and the other working both of them together and that's what I aspire to be as well I aspire for me to not just be close with people but to take care of them but then also not to just do actions but to also have love to back up those actions to have intimacy back up those actions like I can think of a situation like where at home basically I'm really close with my family like I value them I love being with them but a lot of times my mom will ask me to do something and if I don't feel like doing it I won't do it But how is that being kind? So in that situation at home, I'm being loving because I'm being close with them. I'm valuing them, but I'm not being kind because I'm not doing deeds for her. I am not taking care of her. I'm not helping her with what she's asked me to help her with. And then within that same vicinity, I also do the opposite (laughs) where I am super kind. So I'm always doing actions for people. This is particularly like with my friends or with like the people that I work with, I, I often do this it's where I will do actions for them. I will, you know, write them cards. I will bring them gifts. I will, you know, if they ask me to do something, I'll do it. All that stuff like that. But then it's not out of a place of love. It's out of a place of duty or obligation. It's out of a place of feeling responsible. It's out of a place of wanting to be the savior and having the savior complex of like, I gotta help them. It's out of this place of like not truly loving them, not truly valuing them and wanting to be with them and being close with them is just out of a place of simple actions. And so being on both extremes and now seeing the balance that's in the middle is kind of it's kind of interesting. Like on the far left of this extreme, you have love but no kindness. And then on the far right, you have kindness but no love. And right in the middle, right where Jesus is in the middle of that balance He's balanced. He's at peace. Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, the whole Trinity, all of them, (laughs) they represent loving kindness. What it looks like to be kind and loving. So then in this word study, and this is a, this is what I did a while ago. Um, Oh, so yeah, in this word study, I asked myself the question, how is God loving? And I said, I didn't get the chance. I was going to do this with how is God kind? But I didn't get the chance to do this, but I'm going to talk about this afterward. But basically, how is God loving? So God wants us to be close with us. That's part of being loving is is being close with people. So God wants us to be close with us. He chooses to be near to us. He sent his son to take to, to be with us. He gave his he gave us his Holy Spirit to stay with us. He wants us to live eternally with him. He wants to be close both physically in eternity and emotionally and spiritually. So this stood out to me when I wrote this. It stood out to me the fact that there's so many times in the Bible when God himself was near to his people. It wasn't just like he's a distant God. He doing what he doing. He may give you a favor or not. 
but he's so distant you don't really have a relationship with him no he wants to be close to us like he wants to be loving to us he wants to be with us that's wild like we are fallen people broken people who never we literally rebel against god like imagine someone rebelling against you everything you say they do the exact opposite of that's well like that's basically children sometimes (laughs) but everything you say they do the exact opposite of everything you say they want to find something negative to bring up or they want to find something completely opposite of what you said to say back to you like and he still wants to be near to us he still chooses to be near to us and not only did he send his son down to live with us for them 30 i think it was 36 years that jesus christ was on earth he sent his son down to live with us for 36 years and then not only that but when Jesus left, he sent his Holy Spirit to stay inside of us. And his spirit is still with us. Like, that just shows how loving he is because he wants to be close with us. So he gave us his son. He gave us himself. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us He gave us his presence. You know what I mean? He wants to be physically with us. And then also, I said, well, how is God loving? Well, he's omnipresent, right? So he literally can be close with everyone all the time at the same time. So it's not just like, oh, well, you get God for the weekend and I'll get him back, you know, Monday or like, oh, I can only spend 30 minutes with God because he's got to run. He's got to go, you know, with Kamari. No, he literally is omnipresent. He can be with you as, and he is with you as long as you need him to be with you. Even when you don't think you need him to be with you, he's still with you. He's literally omnipresent and he just is there for us, with us all the time, every time every day you know what I mean like any like that's just so baffling to me like how can he be everywhere all the time attending to every single person's needs and never neglecting a single person like that's just so crazy it's so crazy but that's because he's loving he chooses to do these things because if God wanted to neglect us he could if God said I'm only gonna keep these people I'm gonna neglect everybody else he would do that he could if he wanted to But he doesn't want to. He wants to be close with every single one of us. And that's how he's loving. That's why he's a loving, kind God. Because he loves us so much that he chose to be with all of us all the time. He loves us and he's omnipresent. So he can't be with all of us all the time. That's just so amazing to me. And then I also wrote down that God is loving because he is love. And I said that I think that when we, when I doubt God's love for me, I am in a sense denying his character, like denying who he is. Because if I doubt he's loving, then I'm saying that I don't believe he is who he says he is or that he himself is love, that he is the creator of love, the God of love. And that's wild. God is loving. He's loving kind because he is love. Like it says in, um, uh, I think it's in John. Girl, I'm t- listen, y'all, I'm trying to quote scripture. I'm trying to get better about this, about actually remembering and memorizing scripture so that I can recall it off the top of my head. But this is also what the Internet is for. Where I fail, the Internet is able to help. So you can look up on the Internet. I could put this in the show notes. No, I want you to go through this process. Right. Go walk with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. Let's go through this process together. So. Go to the internet. Yeah, I know you can do this at the same time. X out of the Spotify app. Go to Safari, whatever you use, Google Chrome, you know, what would it be? What what may it be? And I want you to look up scripture. No, God is love scripture. 
and it'll pop up something. And whatever it pops up, just click on it. And it's something that says God is love. And it, I think it's in John, but it basically talks about how God is love. Like he is the definition of love. And he's not only the definition, like he's more than the definition of love. Like love is him and he is love basically. And so if God himself is love, then when I say, oh God, you don't love me, then I'm saying that he basically isn't a loving God. I'm basically denying his entire character. And that's just so wild to me because it's like, how is God loving? God is loving because he is love. Like his is literally his character. Like God and love are synonymous. You know what I mean? God and love are synonymous. And when you go to 1 Corinthians 13 and you read through that, every place where it says love, you can literally substitute that for, substitute that with God's name. So like, let me pull it up so I can give an example, a demonstration, if I may. Um, sometimes my phone want to act slow whenever I get on the podcast because it doesn't want me to be great, but I will be great today. I'm not going to be great. God is going to be great through me, but we're, we're, we're all great. Okay, let me do one thing at a time, because I, okay, 1 Corinthians 13, listen, when I, (laughs) when I am, like, trying to do too many things at one time, I just start blabbering, like, what I just said, I don't even know what I just said, but it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. So 1 Corinthians 13, I'm in the ESV version. You can be in whatever version you want to be in. That's cool. That's chill. But I'm in the ESV version if you want to follow along in that specific version. But basically, the title of this is called The Way of Love. All right. So if you're following along with me, I'm going to read this, but only replacing it. Well, I should read it first in what it says. And then I'm going to read it with replacing it with God. So it says The Way of Love. Um, if I speak the tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Now, I stopped at verse 8. I could continue to go, but I just want to show you how God and love are synonymous. I'm going to read this by replacing every word in here that says love with the word God. Okay, so it says the way of God. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not God, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith so as to remove mountains, but have not God, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not God, I gain nothing. Meaning, if I do all these things, all these actions, all these kind actions, all these favors, if I have prophetic prophetic powers and wisdom if i have faith and if i have all of this but i don't have god i don't have love it it literally means nothing god is patient and kind god does not envy or boast god is not arrogant or rude god does not insist his own way 
it is he is not irritable or resentful. And I want to go back to this point where it says insist his own way. I believe that this means as in like a brute force, like you have to follow my way or else the highway. God does not insist his own way, but he presents his own way. He offers his own way. So he says, this is my way and this is how things should be done, but I'm going to let you make a decision. So he doesn't insist it. He doesn't force it upon us, but he does have his own way that is supreme and that he does want us to follow. So I just wanted to clarify that in case that might be a point of confusion. So he doesn't insist his own way, but he does offer his own way and his way is the best way. God does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. God bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. God never ends. Wow. Wow. Isn't that powerful to substitute God and love in such an interchangeable way in this passage? Like, that is amazing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for just reminding me of that. Um, that was something that I was thinking about a while ago, but I had never actually like brought it up. So I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that even just being able to think about that now, being able to just represent that and show that in this podcast is just so, God, you are awesome. <laughs> You'll be out here doing stuff. Thank you, Lord. Oh, gosh. And this is crazy because this is something to me that... Um, like this isn't something that, and, and I'm going to get to a story later. I know I'm already 37 minutes in, but I'm going to get to a story later where I kind of describe my process through, through this specifically in regards to first Corinthians 13. But I just want to say that like, this is not, none of this is coming out of a place of me being a teacher. You know what I mean? Like if anything, I am. I'm low-key a bad student that's finally learned. <laughs> like, I'm a student who has been struggling this whole time with this concept of love and this concept of kindness and how they're interchangeable, how they interact with one another, but they're not interchangeable. Like, I, I have been struggling with that so much. And so to finally have this kind of revelation, this, like, God just showing me and me being able to connect these dots with the Holy Spirit and be like, oh, 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 you know what I mean? Like that is not because of me, not because I've come to some wise revelation. Like this is literally all the Holy Spirit working right now in this moment. None of this could have been produced just out of, out of my own ideas. And also it's all, like it's 11 o'clock at night. Your girl is tired. I, I don't like staying up this late talking, but I'm here and I'm, I'm doing this because of the Holy Spirit. Like the Holy Spirit is speaking to me right now. This is not even me. I don't even know what's coming out of my neck, my mouth next. I just know the Holy Spirit's up in here. So anywho, God is loving because he is love. And we see literal evidence of that through what we just read. And, you know, all of the statements that were made where I replaced God's name with love, those can also be fact checked and, and have references that that referred to those scriptures. So when it says God is patient, God is kind, like those type of things, you can literally go and find scripture that references that, that backs that up. Um, I'm not going to go do that and put that in the show notes. <laughs> I probably will do that eventually, but that is something that I would encourage you all to do on your own, um, in your own time, whenever you have the ability to do so. Um, okay. And then finally, this is my last point on that how God is loving. So the question is, how is God loving? Why is he loving? And God is loving because he chooses to be. And that's on period. Like he chooses to be loving because he is loving. It's just like how 
my parents choose to be a parent because they are parents, except like it's a little bit of a difference. So this is an, an analogy that I was trying to make that I couldn't really see the connections to, but I kind of see the connections to, but it's a little bit of a different scale. So basically God is love and he can't deny himself. So he can't do something that's not who he is. Like I can't not be Hannah. Like I can't not be Hannah because my name is Hannah. Like I am Hannah. You know what I mean? I can't not be Hannah, but God, and it's like a little bit different, but God is God and he is love. And so he can't not be love because he is love. Like there is no other way to explain that other than God is love and love is God. And he can't not be love because he is love. And so he, he not only is love, but then he chooses to be so. So it's not that God would ever go against his character, but God does have the ability to make the decisions on what he wants to do because he's God. I'm not going to put him in a box and say, well, just because God's love, that means he's just, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Cause I'm not God. So I don't know what God thinks. I don't know how God makes his decisions to be what he is. I don't know how he became who he is. I don't know how he became love. I don't know like how, I don't know any of that, but all I know is not only is he love, but he still chooses to love. Like God could choose to do anything he wants in the world. And he still chooses to love. He still chooses to be near to us. He still chooses to be with us, to be close to us. He still chooses to value his relationship with us. Like that is immensely crazy. It's, it's, sit with me for a moment, sit with me for a moment. Isn't it absolutely wild that God would choose to value his relationship with you, his relationship with me, his relationship with us? Like, just mind blown, mind blown, mind blown. Because you know what I mean? Like, okay, think about it like this. You all have somebody in your life. I know I have people in my life who have wronged you. People who have hurt your feelings, have offended you. People who have walked away, just been distant, never talked to you, never cared about you. People who acted like they cared about you and then never really did. People who lied on your name. You Like you, as I'm saying these things, you probably have people popping up in your mind right now. Imagine still valuing a close relationship with that per- person. It would be nearly impossible, especially if you really still have feelings of unforgiveness or bitterness in your heart toward that person or if that person just is not a person who's able to be trustable again like that you know what I mean so just imagine how great God is that even in our wrongdoing even when we hurt him when we rebel against him when we chastise him we go against his word we go against everything he is he still chooses to value his relationship with us he still chooses to try to be with us to be near to us even when we push him away like that that's love man and it's like about to make me cry because it's just like like who would ever do that for you you know what i mean who would ever despite everything you've ever seen ever done in your life still choose to love you still choose to value their relationship with you i don't know a single person on this earth who would do that if somebody wronged me right now in this moment i most likely would either cut them off not in a rude way but i would just cut them off no longer engage with them in that way or i would just put those that behind me i'd just be like all right you know what i mean let's 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 simmer down the pot let's cap it off let's put put the lid back on the on the boiling pot 
and we'll just, yeah, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, just take care of the situation, bring peace back to the relationship, but we're not going to be close. That's what I would do. But God is so different. He's so gracious, so loving that he says, nah, even though you hurt me, even though you, you, you do these things to me and I don't deserve that to be done to me, I'm still going to value my relationship with you. Man, God, you are amazing. You are amazing. And that's why God is love. Like, wow, that's why God is love. That's it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Um, and so what's, what's, what's wild is to me that this is who God is. Like, he just does this first nature not even second nature first nature this is his first nature to be love to be loving um, but he's also kind and he shows his love through his kindness so you see throughout the bible numerous times um just actions that god does in patience and in love um actions that he chooses to do um good deeds that he does taking care of the israelites and just his people um it's just really interesting to see how not only does he value being close to people, value the relationships that he has with his children, but then he also, with his children who are the Israelites, but he also um, just decides to be loving to them as well. And so that's just something that's really, really stuck out to me. And I was like, wow. And so you see throughout the Bible, numerous accounts of his kindness. You see numerous moments where he's patient with them or where he decides to bring them favors or to help them to take care of them and so that's just something that's really special now I kind of want to talk a little bit about this whole like first Corinthians 13 experience just a little bit because I want to go through kind of the process of how this is happening and what I want to say is God is so amazing because there's things that we think about over time that don't really accumulate until un, into a true learning moment until like the snap of a finger. So for the past couple of years, I have been kind of getting bits and pieces, like little hints and little, like I can kind of see how these things are connecting, but not really fully, like getting little bits and pieces of this concept of what it truly looks like to love people and to love them well. Um, because kindness I have down, kindness is one of those tools that I pull out of my belt immediately. I am able to be kind to people. Actually, as a matter of fact, it is my second nature. Like I can't stress this enough, but kindness is truly what I depend on and what I go to when it comes to not only communicating with other people, but just like being there for other people. Like I'm the type of person where rather than just being there for you, I'm like up and ready to move around and get you what you need. And I think it kind of reminds me of like Martha and Mary where basically in the situation and you can look up the specific, uh, the specific verses for it. It's, um, I, I forgot what it's called, but just look up like Jesus, the story of Jesus, Martha and Mary. Oh, I felt something on the ground. I got kind of scared without somebody coming up. Um, but yeah, you can just like, um, I don't know why I got like so scared all of a sudden. Oh my goodness. Lord, dispel this, this, this spirit of fear. Uh-uh. Not in my household. You know what? Let me say something. The devil, the devil, the devil be out here. I'm telling y'all. 
we blame the devil for a lot of things, but I think the spirit of fear right now is, is coming from the devil trying to place little bits of things around me to try to make me get scared in this moment of really hearing from the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is speaking through me right now. Like, this is not even me. I keep saying this over and over again, but I'm, I'm not even joking with y'all. This is not even me. Like, I don't even know what's coming out of my mouth next. This is the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And I feel like the devil is really out here trying to make me get scared because it's late at night and I'm tired. And sometimes my brain be, be on X games, I'm telling you. And so in the closet, just now I had to get up and close the closet because in the closet, the way that the shadows was laying up on the wall, it looked like a witch's face. And every time I looked over, it just looked scary. So I had to close the wall because that was weird. And then now the washing machine, I'm sitting on the floor. So I feel the washing machine thumping and bumping underneath me. And that scared because I felt something. I thought something was like someone was coming upstairs or something like that. And I got kind of scared because I was like, oh, my God, like, oh. you know, because it's, it's 1119. I'm kind of scared. But that's the whole that's literally the devil. So, whew, child. Whew, OK, thank you, Holy Spirit. I dispel the spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus. I will not be afraid. All right. It's, you know, it sounds not that scary, but when you are in that moment, it be the most random things that actually get you scared. Like it's like a, a person's book, like a person's face on a book that like you're like, you start seeing it differently whenever that spirit of fear is on you. So it's like, I gotta, I gotta get this thing off of me. <laughs> get this thing off of me I do I have to get this thing off of me because if I have the spirit of fear on me I'm gonna be scared and I'm not gonna be able to continue this conversation that I'm having with you all and that I'm having with the Holy Spirit right now so I can't let that thing get me scared nope 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 okay I don't remember what I was talking about but oh yes I do remember what I was talking about so basically he's been throwing little bits and hints throughout uh, a span of about uh, I would say probably what uh, <laughs> probably what um three to four years I would say um and so basically how this started I can't necessarily pinpoint the exact moment when I started learning this concept of love and I'm still gonna be learning this for the rest of my life but kind of an uh, introduction to this um was when I wrote this song and I don't know when this song popped into my mind but it, it just popped into my mind I think um I think probably 2018, 2017, probably 2018. Um, no, probably 2017. No, yeah, probably 2018. No, uh, listen, I don't know. It's either 2017 or 2018. I can't tell. But basically the song popped in my mind as I was reading 1 Corinthians 13. And I wrote this entire song about love. Um, and it's literally just the exact words that are from the Bible. But I just switched some things around and rephrased in order to make it rhyme. But it follows that same same thing of what the Bible says. And so I started, I sang the song, I wrote the song and then I was practicing it with my, um, I showed it to my piano instructor at the time. And then she was like, Oh, we got it. So we got it. We recorded it um, on a CD and I still have that CD. Um, and then we ended up like having this teen choir event at my church one time. It was in 2019 that we had this event. Um, and basically like the summer of 2019 we had this event and basically I like performed my song that day or that that day that we had the event um but at the time 
little did I realize that the song I was singing had not did not connect at all with how I was living my life. Like I was singing this song about love. I was singing this song about how love is patient, love is kind. I was singing all of these things. I was verbalizing it, but it wasn't something that was committed to in my heart. And it definitely wasn't something that I was showing in my actions. So even at the time of singing this song to the very people who I was not really showing love to, I was singing this song about love. So there would be numerous times where I would do Bible studies or Sunday school lessons and I would basically be teaching my peers. And, you know, God has given me a gift of teaching. That's not a lie. But what he hasn't given me (laughs) is supreme wisdom. And so me back in the day, your girl was self-righteous and I am going to do another podcast on this one day, just talking about like how I do have this incredible tendency to be self-righteous even when I'm wrong. And so I, at the time thought I was so wise, thought I was so knowledgeable, thought I just knew everything, thought I could just teach the word of God. Um, and it wasn't coming out of a necessarily fully selfish intent it was selfish to some degree because I saw certain things in the word of God I made all these connections and I was like oh I gotta show everybody this it came out of a pure intention of of wanting to not pure it came out of a partial intention of wanting to show everyone what I was reading in the word of God but it also came out of intention of wanting to uh, I have a little bit of a selfish intention to want to inspire others like I literally came out and I was like I want to inspire these people I want them to hear me preach this to teach this and to be inspired to change their life and be encouraged to do you know and it's like girl that's so selfish but anywho so I would be teaching and I remember one day and this (laughs) this actually broke my heart because it just was a, a, a great learning experience but it also made me think and I was like oh but basically, um, I'm just going to use this young man's, I'm not going to use his name, but I'm going to use a pseudonym. So the pseudonym that I will be using is, I'm going to have to think about this. I'll use Alex. Alex sounds like a cool name. I actually have a cousin named Alex, not to be confused with this young man, um, whose pseudonym is Alex though. So basically this young man, um, him and I were really close friends, like incredibly close friends. And I just remember us kind of having, because we tried to usher one another into the season of like liking each other, going from that friendship to now trying to be not platonic, but romantic. It was just rough. It was rocky. It was weird. And basically on this Sunday, I was teaching a lesson, right? Right where I was teaching a lesson and I get up there. And him, Alex, and another friend of mine at the time, another young woman, both of them I had really done wrong. I didn't recognize it then, but I do now. I had really done them wrong. I had hurt their feelings. I had um, just basically been very selfish in my actions toward them and kind of took took my own emotional roller coaster but also kind of press the button for them to start a little emotion their own emotional roller coaster as well I believe and so basically this situation doesn't matter what the situation was I actually don't really quite remember what it was but this situation affected them so much so to the point that when I sat at the front of the classroom that day to teach them 
they seemed so disinterested in what I had to say. And that hurt my heart because I was like, I never want to be so, and I'm about to cry, man, (laughs) because I never want to be so selfish and self-righteous and not humble to the point that the people that I'm trying to explore the word of God with don't even want to hear my voice. You know what I mean? And so that broke me down because it was like, wow, I'm over here teaching about love, teaching about kindness, teaching about all these things that God is and that we should be as Christians. And yet my life does not reflect that. And so that was kind of a a moment for me of like, man, I got to turn the ship around. You know what I mean? Like, man, I have to, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I got to head toward love because I'm not loving these people well. And then, so that was that situation. Um, and then just coming to, um, so yeah, that was that. And then after singing the song and all stuff like that, the Bible studies, the Sunday schools, um, then basically really only the only experience I can really think of after that is um, when I went to New Life and at New Life, man, New Life is amazing. I love them. They were such a pivotal part of my spiritual growth. But at New Life, I remember going there the first night and hearing them repeat this slogan that they have their church motto, um, which is wait, <laughs> not me forgetting it. Oh my goodness. What is it? Girl, Lord, please help me remember what it is. Oh, I think it's love Jesus and love people like Jesus. Yeah, that's what it is. Love Jesus and love people like Jesus. And I've been hearing that motto for the past year, but cuz I've been like I've, since I've been with them, I've heard it for the past year. And man, it has really like changed my perspective on what it means to love people well. Like we I say we, but I really mean I be out here just like doing whatever we want to do, doing whatever I want to do, not recognizing that, man, love is not just action, but love is the valuing of someone, the valuing of a relationship. And it is the being connected and close with that person, even if you can't see that connection. And so that was just, wow. So after having all of those experiences, accumulating this understanding of what love means I'm now coming to like a more deeper not only a deeper understanding of love and what God means when he says that he is love but I'm also coming to a deeper fondness and appreciation of just how great God is first of all how great God is because he's love like as I was expressing earlier like man God is not just love but he's loving kindness like he is just He's dope, man. He really is. And not only just appreciating and being fond of his character and seeing how deeply, like, how just being so deeply appreciative of his character, I'm also now deeply appreciating how much of a teacher he is. Like, who would have thought that this whole strategic placement of experiences would lead up to this moment now of coming to a deeper understanding of what it means to truly love and what it means to truly be kind. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. And so with that, I think, I think I'm on the verge of being done. 
I think I am. I think I'm going to hang on for a little bit after I mentioned this last statement. Hang on a little bit and kind of understand, kind of dive into um, something that I saw when I was doing my word study. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So, in my Bible, I have an ESV Women's Study Bible. Um, It's like, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you who's by, but it's just got like a green cover with gold stuff on it. Okay. Anywho, that's unimportant. It's just an ESV Women's Study Bible. I could have just left it at that, but I just really wanted to carry it on for some reason. I don't know why. Just want to be different so bad, even though I'm not really different because a lot of people probably have this Bible. But, um, <laughs> anywho, I was looking at the, I was looking at the index, right? So the index is like where they have, or like glossary. I don't know which one it is. I can't tell the difference between the two, to be honest. It was just in the back of the book. Uh, back of the Bible and it had the definition or it had like the scripture references for certain um words so I was looking at all the words related to kind so there's the word kind which had eight scripture references meaning they referenced eight scriptures throughout the Bible that say the word kind so that if you want to look at if you want to do a word study of the word kind you can just go to the back of the book where the glossary is look for the word kind it's in alphabetical order go to one of those eight scripture references and find where it says the word kind um and it could be in a variety of contexts but that's basically what that does so there was eight scripture references for the word kind and there were seven scripture references for the word kindness okay so those were all that was, those were the only two words that were related to kind kindness kind of in that category umbrella term or word of kind um okay so then then we get to the word love for the word love there's 39 scripture references that's literally almost three times any of the words in kindness right the word loved is nine scripture references the word lovely has two scripture references. Lover has two scripture references. Lovers, like lover plural, has two scripture references. And then loves has two has 12 scripture references. But that's just wild to me how the word love has 39 scripture references. That's almost three times any other word that I've listed. And out of all of these words, kindness only has two derivatives, meaning it has two words that are Still, with that base word of kind, it has two words that are in conjunction with that, kind and kindness. But then love has one, two, three, four, five, six. So there's six derivatives of the word love that are referenced in my glossary. That's like, a, that's three times. Once again, three times that of kindness, which is so, that just, <laughs> whoa. And so I was also looking kind of, if you, I don't know how to add really quickly in my brain but I know that there's in total for the derivative kind there is uh 15 scripture references because that's what 8 plus 7 equals and then whatever 39 plus 9 plus 2 plus 2 plus 2 plus 12 is that's how many scripture references there are for the derivative of love let me actually I kind of want to know like I kind of want to get my calculator and I kind of want to look it up or type it in whatever you do. So 39 plus 9 equals plus 9 uh, plus 2 equals plus 2 equals plus 2 equals plus 12. Okay, 66. Yeah, that would be really helpful to like have mental math abilities to be able to do that quickly, but 
my brain is just not operating this late at night. Um, it just does what it wants to do. So there's 15 scripture references for the derivative kind, but then there's 66 scripture references in total for the derivative love. That's drastic. Those are like, that's wild. That's wild. So if kindness was as important to God as love is, he would have had probably, there would have been equal to, or maybe even, excuse me, more references in scripture to kindness than there is to love. But obviously through this, you see that this is huge to compare because it shows that God truly places an emphasis on love. God in his word shows us that, yeah, we should be kind. Yeah, we should be like, you know, doing favors for people and doing good deeds and taking care of those who are around us. But obviously there is a higher emphasis placed on love. And that's not to say, oh, we just have love but don't have kindness. No, because then you're still on the extreme. You know what I mean? You want to have that balance, that that peace, that that middle of being loving kind. But obviously, loving has to be the motivating factor of your kindness because God, it's referenced so many in the, so many times in the Bible. Like if it wasn't important, it wouldn't be referenced so many times in the Bible, drastically more times than the word kindness. So that just showed me that like, wow, like, first of all, God perfectly models this in the way that he loves and the way that he shows his love through his kindness. And then also he just shows us how we should do that. As you kind of follow the life of Jesus, you see the way that he interacts with his disciples and the way that he just interacts with people in general. You see that his kindness is always backed by his love for humans, for us, for everyone. And yeah, so it just, yeah. And I just kind of want to hit on this point really quickly that if you, oh, I guess I don't really know where I'm going with that anyway, but I guess I can kind of kind of flush it up. Let's see where this goes. If you have kindness but not love, you're simply doing actions. It's simply actions without a, a purposeful motivating factor. Like that's how I was. I was doing actions, always getting people things, and these would be good actions. It's not like I would just be begrudgingly doing things. No, a lot of times they would be good actions that I wanted to do, but it wasn't out of a place of pure love. It was out of a place of tainted love. Love that was tainted a little bit with my selfish ambition, tainted a little bit with my own desires, tainted a little bit with my seeking of validation. So it was tainted with me, basically. My sinful spirit tainted that pure love. And yeah, it's just, man, 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 man. <laughs> that's crazy, that's crazy, that's crazy. So as I close off, um, I just want to leave you all with a scripture that I found. This was the only scripture that I wrote down. So there is multiple scriptures that refer to loving kindness, but this was kind of just one of the ones that I just picked out. Um, and it's like, it was one that I was just like, man, this hit hard. So as I was doing my word study, this was one that I just like really focused on. It says, but when the goodness and loving kindness of our God of our of God our savior appeared he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness but according to his own mercy by the washing regener- by the washing of regeneration and renew of whoa, 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 I can't read <laughs> um let me start over but when, <laughs> but when the goodness 
and loving kindness of our of God our Savior appeared. He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renew of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured on us uh I can't read my own handwriting. Richly richly through Jesus yeah. Richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. I couldn't read my own handwriting there, man. I was struggling, but if you want to go check this out for yourself, it is found in Titus chapter three, verse four through six. Um, I don't believe I put the entire verse of six of, of verse six on there. I think I cut it off because it was kind of long, but you get the point is this loving kindness. It shows through the rest of this. It was an action from God, right? God saved us. That's an action. But it wasn't an action that was a result of what we did. It wasn't like, oh, you did something for me, so I'll do something kind back for you. It was not an action. I mean, it was not an action. It was not an action motivated by that. It was not an action motivated by selfishness. It was not an action motivated by anything else other than his pure love for us. So I hope that this encouraged you. It definitely was a revelation. Revelation. What is this? It definitely was a revelation for me. Helped me to better understand what true love looks like uh true love is not what you just see on tv and media any of that stuff like that true love is god given because god is love and if 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 love is truly there it's because god is there you know what i mean um and so yeah that's pretty much it thank you all for coming along with this ride took me a minute to get my notes but once we got there the holy spirit was really hitting you know what i mean like that's what happens it takes you a moment to get there but when you get there, the Holy Spirit be right there with you. And so I just hope that this encourages you all. Uh, and we can actually close out in a prayer. Let's do it. All right, everybody, bow your heads, close your eyes. I see you peeking. Close your eyes. All right. Good job. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, but yeah, dear God, thank you for uh, just bringing us all here today. God, thank you for everyone who stuck with it to the end of this podcast god thank you for the revelation that you just gave through the holy spirit lord just speaking through me lord man like you are amazing to be able to just try to understand even a a little bit of you even a glimpse of you god it's just something so complex and astounding and beautiful all at the same time god it's something that we'll never truly have a grasp on we'll never truly understand your character we'll never truly understand who you are we're always going to be learning always going to be growing in our knowledge of you god but guess what it is amazing when we have moments like this where we get to see your beauty for what it truly is and truly appreciate you for who you are, God. I know we often don't do this, God. We as in I, but also we as in we, all of us. But I know that for me, God, sometimes I don't appreciate your beauty. Sometimes I neglect you or forget you, God, but you're still right there with me. Just like you're still right there with everyone who's listening, God. You're still right here with us, valuing our relationship with you, God. We thank you so much. We appreciate you, God, and we pray that as we go throughout each and every day, we're just reminded that not only do you love us, but you are a loving, kind God. You show your love through how you act toward us, and we appreciate that, God. We thank you so much, and I pray that as I'm about to go take my shower, God, that you help all the heebie-jeebies of scaredness come out of me because my mind is tired but your girl has to take a shower today and i don't want to be up in the shower thinking somebody about to come kill me because this is not a horror movie i'm in my own home like i don't need to be scared but i feel like that spirit of fear is trying to come back on me again 
and I just need to get that thing off me. So I pray that you help me with that. And everybody out there who listening to this, even though you're probably going to hear this after I've taken my shower, um, which is probably true. Still pray for me. Pray alongside me. Let these heebie-jeebies go away. <laughs> In Jesus name I pray. Amen.